You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Anil Lin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging, and how to create a vibrant and thriving home staging business. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 148. Hey guys, as you know, 17 Hats was our main sponsor at SagerCon 2021. We recommend 17 Hats because it was a critical part of our home staging business and free us up from lots of paperwork, admin, and chasing clients with emails so that we can focus on what we love to do, which is staging. If you're like us, you probably didn't go into the business for the paperwork. You know, all those invoices, emails, reminders, to-dos, and just the incessant chasing after client for paperwork. So that's where 17 Hats comes in for us. It's like you cloned yourself. Their all-in-one platform automates your staging business. 17 Hats handles the tedious stuff like payment reminders, capturing leads, proposal, invoicing, and even scheduling. We actually create a resource guide for you on our site. Just go to stagerumor.com slash 17 Hats and find out more about how we use 17 Hats in our home staging business. If you're a current 17 Hats user, we would love to hear about your story too. You can submit your 17 Hats story on our site at stationmore.com slash 17 Hats. Hey guys, welcome back to our final episode of 2021. So it's been quite a year and I just want to say thank you for listening to the show and also supporting our school throughout this year. It really means a lot that you share my vision in building a different kind of home staging school. And it's always nice to see familiar faces in the crowd when I go live, even in the chat. So thank you so much for being there. We got some really exciting stuff planned for 2022, like our upcoming Sages retreat in Portland, Oregon from February 24th to 28th. February 28th is actually our company anniversary, and I cannot think of a better way to celebrate 17 years in business. It is really insane to think that Sage Moore is turning 17. I personally really have grown up with my business, and it's meant a lot to me to have the school now. And, you know, it's really cheesy to say, but I do feel incredibly privileged and honored and lucky to be able to run this school the way it is today and really able to build a school that I wish I had when I was a working sager. So really, thank you so much for being part of everything. And actually having the podcast really was the genesis of me getting into education because it just made me realize that I can make a bigger significant impact in the industry as a whole through education compared to you know doing one-on-one staging projects here in the Bay Area. So thank you guys for that. We also got a great Black Friday sale. It's going to go until the last minute of November, actually. So be sure to take advantage of that. We're rolling out a completely new course. It's really a staging foundation course that we're going to call Five Figure Full Plan. And it's for those of you who are thinking about starting a home staging business, or maybe you just started, but you're very overwhelmed in terms of what you need to do. Uh, We also collaborated with an attorney on this particular course. So there's actually a mini course on business law basics for home stager inside the course that goes over, you know, all the stuff like business structure and how to set up your business properly, legally, and all that. And another one is on staging contract with a template as well. It is currently at 40% off during the pre-sale for this month's Black Friday sale. So if you're thinking about taking the course and starting your home staging business, I would say this is the course to take. And also it's really hard to beat. It is 40% off. So I think it makes it really attractive for those of you who are joining us. And this course, actually, our certification students are already going through it. They're midway through it. And so far, based on their recommendation, I have made some tweaks as well to make it even stronger. So definitely have a check out if you're interested in taking a look. It's all on our website. Just go to stagemore.com. We are also pre-selling the spots with a super early bird promo for our phase four and five of our certification program. As you know, maybe you've heard on the podcast before, we have broken down our certification program. In total, it is nine months, but the first three months is perfect for beginners because it really helps you to take zero and actually start working as a home stager. But in phase four and five, it's really great for those of you who have been working for a while, but maybe you need to smooth out some of the bumps in your home staging business. 
So maybe you're running to challenges right now where your workflow is not smooth or your operation has some issues. So this is really the time where we're going to really dive into your business and then to look at the challenges you have and the systems and workflow and all that stuff. So this is really where we're going to build our systems or refine it if you haven't built one. And the reason why we separated kind of these two chunks for the certification program is that you really need data. I think that's one of the things I learned from teaching is with phase four and five, you're going to take our six-year floor plan course. This December, I'm completely remodeling the course. So to update it and to really also make it more accessible in the sense that I think the previous version had some of it more kind of business theory kind of thing, and it might not be as practical enough. And, you know, as you know, everything at the school we do, it needs to have a very clear takeaway that you can apply immediately into your home staging business. So I've kind of always want to update it to make it even more practical. You know me. And I'm also a systems nerd. So there are some kind of new systems that we are testing right now that we're going to implement into the course as well. Like figure out ways, how can I track my inventory with free tools or very inexpensive tools without having to invest into a very big or expensive inventory system like barcodes, that kind of thing. So we're going to dive into that for phase four and five or certification program. We're also going to have guest experts coming in for a workshop. Also one-on-one meetings with me. And at the end of the program, you're going to basically submit your entire home staging business for an audit and get feedback from a jury. So in order to for you to get your certification, you actually need to send in your home staging business. So this is where we're really going to look at, you know, maybe some of the things and challenges you haven't seen yet. And if there are things that we can point out for you. I think it's going to be really robust. We're in the process of putting that programming together. Some of you actually have DM me about doing more workshop topics as well. We just did one a couple of weeks ago with Nikki on sales skills. So we're going to do more of that in the upcoming quarter, probably quarter one and quarter two. A lot of the workshops in the certification program are also going to be open to public to take, but they're going to be in the form pay workshop. So if you don't want to commit to a full certification program for the last four months, you can just join us a la carte here and there for the workshop as well. So we just try to make it as flexible as possible. Ultimately, I think it's really important to get the type of education that you need. And that's why also with the school, the way we're structuring the curriculum, we're trying to be as flexible, but also dealing with things that you would need and very practical things as well. And there are also a couple of other courses and products on sale as well. And also, if you don't see anything you want, you can also take advantage of our sale on this gift certificate. You can get 25% off on the gift certificate. And when you check out, you can actually set your own numbers. Let's say you want $100 or $35 or $58. That is fine. So you can type in your own number. And when you check out, it will take 25% off of that then you can just buy whatever course or product you want within our shop. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the show today. So today's show is a recording from last week's community talk where Jess and Alicia came on and shared their strategies on how to start a home staging business while raising very young children. And Jess actually just had a baby in June and she was very real about it. She talked about having to pump while on a job site and there was like no electricity for the fridge. It definitely is really real scenarios that we don't normally talk about, but I think is important to talk about. There's actually a lot of moms, a lot of dads, a lot of parents, you know, in many different shapes and forms inside a home staging community. And these are some of the things that we don't really talk about. And I think it's important to talk about because parenthood is huge and same with having and starting your own business. It's essentially a new child you have to raise. You are also going to hear Alicia's daughter crying in the background at some point, and she actually had to run off first to really take care of daughter to make sure she's fine before she speaks as well. And these are very real scenarios. I think a lot of you might feel that you may not have support on or strategies to deal with. And that's why I also want to do community talks like this. And in a way, I feel full circle because... What inspired me to start doing community talks was when I did my podcast episode with Alicia. She was talking about how she was building her home staging business around her kids' school pickup schedule. And I thought that was very inspiring because for me as a single woman, I don't understand what Alicia has to go through as a mom. 
So that's why I also want to bring these ladies on to talk about very real scenarios that they face as parents while building and starting their home staging business. And this also made me think of my mom as well. My mom was a working woman. She was a dentist, actually. And I remember once when I was a little kid, I did something bad at school. So I knew my teacher was going to call me. And I knew I was, I was going to get into trouble after that phone call. Well, after school, I went to my mom's dental clinic. And at the time, I mean, I grew up in Taiwan. It was very casual. You know, she ran out of a spare bedroom of my grandfather's apartment. So it's kind of funny you're going to someone's house for a dental appointment, but that was kind of how it was back then. There was no receptionist, you know, it was like nothing fancy. It was just basically like a living room. I used to babysit all the patient's kids in the front. I would like set up all the chairs on the dining room and then basically like show them Star Trek or something like that. <laughs> we'll watch a movie or Sesame Street. I don't know, whatever it is. So that's basically it. And I remember because I knew I was going to be in trouble, I started crying and I was like walking into my mom's dental clinic and she was actually in the middle of drilling someone's tooth. And then she had to turn around and be like, just give me a second. And I was like, continue to cry. She's like, just go to the bedroom now. Once she's done drilling that guy's tooth and she had to be like, just hold this thing, you know, suck out your spit, just wait for me for a second, you know, like. And she put the con balls into his mouth and then she came into the bedroom like, what's going on? What, 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 what? Those are real scenarios for working moms. So that's also why I want to start doing these kind of conversation. Also, I think in general, when we listen to the podcast, everyone's business sounds very perfect and it can feel very intimidating. And this is why I also want to do community talks. So if you have an idea, you have a specific thing that you want to talk about, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Just do it at stagemore, or you can send us an email through the contact form on our website at stagemore.com. And then also just FYI, Alicia did share a clip about three minutes during the talk from a comedian, a UK comedian, which we'll link in the show notes. The whole bit was about seven minutes. She showed like the first couple of minutes. It really talked about like what it's like to be a parent and how people don't have parents don't really understand the full scope of that. Obviously, because of copyright issue, we can't include it in the episode, but I think you can get a gist of it. You know, it is difficult to understand. Like I will never know what it's like to having to pump milk while I'm staging on job site. It's just because simply I don't have children. So a little bit about our two guests today, Jess Harrington of Jess Finest. She is a Boston-based interior designer and home stager. Her approach is detail-oriented, customer-focused, and she's flexible, dependable, and fun to work with. She has worked professionally over the past 10 years in both the antique and fine art auction space in a leadership role at a major e-commerce furniture vendor. Jess' personal taste is eclectic and she draws from both classic design and a mixture of modern and on-trend elements. She loves to balance natural with daring, old with new, and create sophisticated spaces by incorporating a variety of color, materials, and decor. In addition to her love for design and for her business, Jess is a wife and mom who loves to travel, antique, read, and occasionally cook. Alicia is a New York native and a Colorado lover who has lived in the front range since 1999. She originally moved to Denver to dance with the Colorado Ballet, and she eventually finished her schooling at the University of Denver with a master in public policy, all while working in various degrees of sales and management. She settled down in Colorado Springs with her husband, Dan, and their daughters, Madison and Sage. Modern Interior Staging Company is the full expression of who Alicia is, melding artistry, public spiritness, and business together in a full-time occupation that she enjoys. All right, so without further ado, let's start the show. Everyone, welcome to tonight's community talk. We have Jess and also Alicia, both amazing sagers with young children, and they're going to share their experience and strategies today on how they're able to build their family while building their staging businesses. I'm really excited to hear about what they have to say. And just a quick reminder, our Black Friday deal just went live. So you just go on our website, you will find everything that is on sale. So without further ado, let's get Jess started. Right. Guys, I'm Jess Harrington. My business name is Jess Finesse Home Staging. And I'm really happy to be here and talk to everyone about just what it's been like starting a staging company with kids. 
I'll tell you a bit about my business and my family, but I think it would be helpful to kind of understand why I went into home staging and why I did it when I did. So I had kind of reached a point in my career when I was working in tech sales for you know about 10 years after graduating school. And I was good at it, liked it, but it was just kind of a grind and like I didn't have like a ton of like passion for it. And then when I found out that I was pregnant with my first child, I just like really enjoyed my maternity leave. And I like really did not want to go back to the job that I was in, like dreaded it. And so I was like, you know what, maybe it'll be different. So I'm going to go back and see if I like it. So I went back and I was like, no, I hate it. So then I left. And I stayed home with my son. I had this feeling like, oh my gosh, am I not legitimate if I'm staying home with my child after like all this work I put into my career? But I really just like wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do yet. And adjusting to motherhood is, you know, I have friends that like have done it so naturally, but it was a big, big leap for me, I think. And then one day I just kind of feel like it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I felt like I had really good experience and interest and felt like there was a market gap in Boston for home staging that was really seamless, like well curated, and that was a little more designery staging. And so with my business, some of the trademarks that we like to use, we go like heavy on the accents and styling. Some of the homes up here are really dated for the money, you know, and so we really like to kind of accent the space. We handpick every piece we buy. We don't buy wholesale. So we get like a really cool eclectic look. I was just like, okay, like, where do I start? And so at that point, it was like, I'm in college. I had some professional experience. Like I, I didn't need to like start with an undergrad degree. And so I found the course that Cindy had consulted on, which was so helpful because it was like basically sharing the ins and outs of how to get started, like a foundation to like build a business took that course. And then, you know, I went into business January of last year, right before COVID. And I haven't looked back to give you a sense. Like last year, my first year in business, we staged 13 homes, which like, it really felt like a lot (laughs) my first year. And this year we've done, I think we just did like our 55th home this week. And I, since I brought someone on to lead residential design work, I find it really challenging to do design and staging. And I really love the staging piece. And so, yeah, like things got really, really, really busy. And then I found out I was pregnant again. So what this year has kind of looked like for me is spring season just really took off. My son will be three in February, he's a toddler. You know, we didn't have childcare when we first moved out here. So that was kind of wonky. And then I had another baby in June, kind of like right when things were were very busy. So it's definitely like spinning plates, but I'm kind of here to be honest. And like at the end of the day, I'm so, so, so happy that I started my business when I did and that I didn't kind of like wait until my kids got a little older, until they were in school or stayed in a job that I didn't love. So yeah, it's just been phenomenal. I did put just a quick deck together to share a couple things that I like to remind myself of or that are really helpful to anyone else that, you know, might be thinking about doing what I'm doing with kids. So I'm calling this my like five tips for building a staging business while building family. My number one tip, like right at the top, is that I really believe that children benefit from parents that are fulfilled. It's not to say that I never get stressed with the work that I do, but I find it incredibly fulfilling and I'm very energized by it and I'm excited. And I think it just makes me kind of a better mom and like, frankly, just like a better person to be around. Like, I know if you've ever had that kind of job in your life before that, like you really couldn't stand it, like weighs on you. And I don't feel that way any longer. And I'm very like grateful that I like took the chance on myself. And I think it shows and my kids pick up on that. Another thing is, you know, (laughs) this seems like common, but you just, you can't be in two places at once. And you like really always have to have a plan. There are days when like, I need to pick up a piece of furniture, but I'm dropping my son off and I have his car seat. And so what I kind of did really early on was 
hire a staging assistant to kind of help me with some of those tasks. And in a lot of markets, it's kind of like, you know, to hire a babysitter to come and like watch my children so that I can go out and do some errands is one way of doing it or to have an assistant that has some interest in, you know, maybe a different eye or perspective on things to kind of help build the business is another way to go about it. So it took me a while to kind of like find like the right person, but I finally did. And now it's just like, you know, we're, we're growing so fast. I just couldn't do it without her. Another note on like not being able to be in two places at once. We have like a roster, like sitters and backup sitters and, you know, family members and, you know, people that we can kind of call on. If there's a COVID exposure, daycare closes for 10 days and I don't have sick time and people are counting on me. So, you know, that piece has been really hard, but we've been figuring it out. We just do the best we can with a plan. And I think too, that I'm really, really lucky to have real estate agents that I work for that are also parents. There have definitely been instances when I've brought my baby on a job site or on a consultation. Like for me, it's all about like, I know who I'm working with. I know the situation. And like, I would never, never suggest like doing that if I felt like, you know, it was like the wrong place. But sometimes it's like, I just need to get in there for 15 minutes and like do one more spin. And it's been like really surprising and wonderful to see like how accommodating people have been. To move to like my third point, like you can only afford to surround yourself with incredibly supportive people and your team is everything. I am in like a really fortunate circumstance where someone that I hired in January, her name's Abby. She's my design coordinator. She really like took the reins and ran my business for me while I was on maternity leave. It's hard to take a maternity leave when you're self-employed. and it's really challenging, even if your state offers PFMLA. Sometimes what they do is they look at your quarterly revenue and that's how they kind of determine what your materially pay will look like. I've been reinvesting because I've been growing so fast and I didn't want to lose momentum. So I chose not to go that route. When you're having a child, like regardless of your circumstance, you need a lot of support. But I think someone that understands you're not a bad mom if you're choosing to work and hit the gas on your career when your kids are little and they want to pitch in and help you do that. That means everything. I also, I have two other people on my team, both of whom are parents. And so that helps a lot too. Last year, when things were shut down during COVID, I got a ton of requests to do design work. And I took some design projects and I still take some on if it feels like it's a great client match and if it's a project that excites me. But ultimately, it's really hard to like run a staging business and a design business. There are different business models and different process. And like, I just really love staging. But the person that I brought on when I interviewed her, she was pregnant and I was also pregnant. So we just figured we just both have babies this year and figure it out. And we've all just really kind of like supported each other in that. Like Alicia, just talking to you before this call, like your kids are a little bit older than mine. And like, I hope that this is accurate, but I tell myself it won't always be this hard. (laughs) Right now, my kids are really little. My daughter's five months, my son's two years, nine months. And everything's harder when you don't sleep at night. That's like one thing. And then it was really hard, like trying to pump when I was working too, like on job sites, like Some houses that we're in, they don't even have a fridge yet, you know, if it's new development. So it's like, oh God. But at the end of the day, I look forward to the day that like, you know, when my kids are in school and they're a little more independent, that like I didn't wait to get started when I did. And I like kind of like grinded it out. Alicia, like you can't see it in her background, but she has this poster that says something like, do something for yourself today that like future you will love. And like that, I have to like, focus in on a lot because the days can be long. But then, you know, I have these days where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I feel really overworked and tired and I miss my kids. I'm going to block off next week. So next week, I'm like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not on the road. I'm going to just kind of stay home and settle back in. So I think like that was such an appeal 
to me was like being able to like manage my own schedule. The hard part is I think if you're someone that either is self-employed or if you're considering being self-employed, it just takes so much work. And like, I could work 40 hours a day if there were 40 hours in a day to work. The sky is the limit. There's just so much opportunity out there that sometimes it's hard to like slow down and like reframe. So yeah, it won't always be this hard. And then the last point, you know, just don't forget to take care of yourself. The folks on my team, Jess, Abby, and Annie that I work with, I think do a really nice job of like grounding me a little bit in that. Abby helped me stage my home today. And then she went and got a facial. And I'm just like, that's amazing. Like, I'm going to schedule a facial appointment. I'm so just like, go you. And then Annie makes sure she brings me snacks when we have a long day on the road because she knows I'll forget. And so when you're caring for little children, especially when you're starting at your business, like I bend over backwards for everyone right now because like I'm still learning and like, you know, maybe I don't like do everything perfectly the first time. So if someone asks like, oh, there's actually this corner's a little dark. Can we get a floor lamp? Then like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And those sorts of things like mean a lot to agents if they're, you know, warranted and, and justified and all of that. So sometimes like there's not much time left in the day to like take care of yourself. So that's something I'm still like actively working on. But yeah, that's pretty much the like core pieces of what I wanted to share with you all. That was great. Thank you so much, Jess, for also keeping it so real, like talking about pumping on a job site. I think most people won't talk about that. So I really appreciate you being so open about that because I think that is very true with motherhood, especially if you're a new mom and you're working, those are kind of the very specific things that you will encounter, but most of us will not think about before we have that child. And I know Alicia just had to step away for a second because her child is crying, which for those of you who have kids, I'm sure that's, you do have to, you know, recognize and juggle when you're working. Alicia, are you doing all right? I'm here. <laughs> My kids keep making appearances, sorry. (laughs) Great talk, Jess. I love all your tips. (laughs) And yes, it does get easier with older kids for different things. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, it changes, right? (laughs) Some things become harder and some things become easier. So before we get into it, I kind of want to see if any of you guys have had this kind of conversation with your partner before, right? I'm so tired because I have to do all the things, right? We all know that phrase, all the things, right? And your husband's like, or partner's like, yes, I'm so busy because I have so many things to do. And you're like, true, except you do some of the things. Well, really, I do most of the things because I'm the mom, right? We have that feeling. And your partner's just like, well... I do so much of the things too. So, right, you go back and forth. And you're like, not really, because even though you don't do all the things, I'm doing all the things you don't think I'm, you don't even know I'm doing, right? So you go back and forth, right? It's who does all the things, the conversation, back and forth. And usually what happens with me and my husband, we start realizing that we have so many things that we have to do. And there ultimately isn't time to do all of them. Right? Has anyone had that kind of conversation? The all the things talk. That's where I'm going to get started. My kid's obviously losing her mind in the background. I don't know if you can you hear her. <laughs> but, Are you okay? Do you want to talk to your child first? <laughs> yeah. Can you give me one second? Because it's just a little bit. I don't know. It's fine. No. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, is, yeah. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Sydney, like I'll tell you too, to keep it real. So pumping that lasted for like three weeks with this baby, much longer with my son. But like, sometimes it's just like, you really can only do so much. I love spending time with my kids and I love working, but doing both and and doing it well, it's like, you're just always confronted with like hard choices. But I feel like it's all just like problems you have to like solve and remind yourself to like take it in stride a little bit. But Jan says that her kids are almost grown. Yes, it does get easier. So thank you, Jan. And a 10-month-old that has started walking. I'm really happy that my daughter's not walking yet. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm not a parent. That's also why I want to get you ladies on because I think you definitely provide a different experience and also perspective on what it's like and how to cope with it as well. Because I think with a new business too, it's almost like having a new child. There's a lot to do to grow your new business. There is. Uh, I think too, you know, I have team members that like I work with that are parents, but I should mention too. So Abby on my team, she's phenomenal and she's like a total powerhouse. She's so talented. And, you know, she's younger than I am. She's not a parent. I like was joking with my husband the other day. I'm like, she's the perfect person to work with because I start my day at like 4am sometimes when the baby's up and it's like, Abby's like ending her day sometimes at 4am when she's like out with her friends. And like, it just feels like we have this, like all this like great coverage and like balance going on. So it seems to all work really well. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I see Alicia's back. So Alicia, you want to get started? All right. Basically, let's get started on what I wanted to talk about today was outsourcing and systems for the best you, just helping juggle your life with running a staging business and building a family and all the fun and meltdowns that come with it, right? About me, I have two girls. They're three almost four and six, almost seven. So we're about to go up in age and I'm married. My husband happens to have a crazy job. So he is on call the time. He has no set schedule. And that initiated why I outsource at home as much as I do, because there's never a, Hey, can you be home while I run to a workout in the morning? Cause he gets called in at any time. Or can you pick up the kids? I joke that he's the most dependable guy that I can't depend on ever. (laughs) Because he is fabulous and he would do it. He just can't. So ultimately, I'm really happy with my life. I really enjoy my relationship with my husband. He's phenomenal. I love having quality time with my kids. And I'm really proud of where my business is. And I'm excited about where it's going. So it's kind of a fun place to be at the moment. And I bring in a lot of support, right? I have a lot of help. And just to put things in perspective, even with a lot of help, like I was just saying before we got started, is I still managed to get my daughter late to school this morning, despite all that. So, you know, we actually just had a quarantine shutdown for preschool last week. Yay. And we just made it back today. So COVID has made that journey extra exciting, I guess is the way to put it. So if you have kids and life feels a little bit crazy, I think it's just because it kind of is, right? We're just kind of embracing the craziness. Because it's all crazy, my challenge to you today is to find an area of your home and family life that you can outsource if it's within your means to do so. To quote a Biz Chicks podcast, so Natalie Ekdahl has a podcast I really like. She always starts it saying, hire as much help as you can afford. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. So running a business is hard. Having kids is hard. They're really both full-time jobs that take a ton of time. And you really don't have to do it all, right? Jess talked about her staging team. So I have a similar thing. Right? I outsource there in our business, right? In our business, we have a design stage and design team. I have one that also is a personal assistant. I have another one that's my design assistant. We have a bookkeeper that I meet with weekly. We have a great move team that I rely on. We're in the process of hiring a salesperson. So running a business takes people. Also on the home side, there's obviously a lot of childcare options out there like daycare and before and after school programs. Based on the age of our kids, what we've done is we have an au pair from El Salvador who we adore, and we've had au pairs for a couple years now. It's a great program. I could talk about it all day. It's a great affordable option. Obviously, we rely on school and preschool. We also have a house cleaner. I just hired someone to also fold my laundry because it's just killing my weekends. It was awesome. My husband can never get to mow the lawn, so I hired a lawn person. And then one off here and there because we use it in our staging business is I have an organizer that I send to clients all the time. And sometimes I just have her help me because she will do my playroom and organize all the Ikea stuff. It 
is worth every penny <laughs> or assemble all the Ikea stuff, right? So you don't have to do it all. There's lots of ways to outsource just like you do with your business. When it comes to all of this, like I just think it's good as moms and parents that we cut ourselves some slack. You know, you're crazy really just isn't you, right? When you have a lot on your plate, you know, a lot of times it's hard to be patient and present with your kids and just managing a family. And I like to blame it on circumstances, right? It's probably a result of the pressures you're under juggling it all. It's kind of like that Snickers tagline, right? You aren't yourself when you're hungry. Like we know about hangry. Maybe we should make a new word for like stressed angry. It's like strangled, right? You become grumpy mom, right? So <laughs> just kind of cut yourself some slack. And it's a lot that everyone is juggling. The other thing that I read in Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point that really I found a lot of freedom in, in the same way, is that your character really is contextual. So character isn't what we think it is, or rather what we want it to be. It isn't a stable, easily identifiable set of closely related traits. And it only seems that way because of a glitch in the way our brains are organized. Character is more like a bundle of habits and tendencies and interests loosely bound together and dependent at certain times on circumstance and context. So there's another reason just to cut yourself some slack if you're juggling a lot, right? So why do we want to outsource? Really, we outsource because the things that matter needs space and time. Being the person I want to be needs space and time, right? I can't be the person I want to be. I can't be my version of a successful mom, a partner, a business owner, and a human if I have an unrealistic amount of stuff to handle and two full-time emotionally demanding jobs with all of the responsibility is really a beyond my ability to handle on my own in a sane way. And that is just being honest with myself. Also living a healthy lifestyle, right? Needs space and time. You know, if I really want to live without sickness, it's going to require sleep. At some point when your kids maybe aren't a baby, <laughs> you can get some sleep, <laughs> but it's going to require sleep, right? We need to eat in a healthy way. We need to take care of ourselves and we need to get some exercise in. We, we know that, right? It's just no new news there. Also, running a creative business takes space and time. Running a creative business takes creativity and really creativity requires a well-rested and fully fueled brain. So you can't be running on empty if you really want to develop creatively and build new visions for your company. It's really important that you have space and time to be creative. There's a great book that I just did on Audible. It's called Rest by Alex Sojung Kim Payne. I might've butchered that. And it really talks about people in creative industries and kind of their habits around rest. And it'll give you a great excuse to take a nap. So I recommend reading that. And then finally, I outsource because having great relationships need space and time, right? We have to take time to spend with our friends. We have to spend time with our partners. You know, listening takes time. Snuggling takes time. And really being present takes time. That is why I outsource. Another thing is that you can't connect when you're stressed. In his book, The Body Keeps the Score, Basil van der Kolk, another name I probably destroyed, discusses the role of the sympathetic nervous system, right? Your adrenaline, your cortisol, that fight or flight kind of response, it's your survival mode versus the parasympathetic nervous system, which is calming the body, slowing your heart rate, relaxing your muscles. This is what you system you need to be like, what your, has to happen in order to have digestion, right? One of the reasons why I think breath work, meditation, and yoga benefit you so much is because it turns off your sympathetic nervous system responses and engages your parasympathetic. So 
I get it. As an entrepreneur, we're kind of slightly crazy. I know I'm like a little high intensity, go, go, go. Like we have this brutal pace. We want to just attack everything. We're passionate about what we do. But really in order to have and build relationships, you have to make time, you know, where your parasympathetic nervous system is really the one in control. So don't be discouraged if you don't feel emotionally connected in your relationships at this moment. It might just be because you're spending too much time in that stressed state. So, you know, take some breaths, go do yoga, find a meditation app. I think it's just kind of freeing as moms to know that, right? There's more to what's going on and how we're connecting with the people in our family. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to outsource? There's a couple ways I've kind of feel like this helps me is to keep these things at the top of your mind, right? So determining your values. You know, mom guilt is a thing, right? We feel guilty when we bring on help. We feel guilty when we work too much. But I know if I keep my values at top of mind, it keeps me on the right track to do the right things in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish. You know, it's like, okay, well, these are my values. This is why I outsource. This is why it's worth it. It justifies a lot of things for me. This is why I need a cleaning lady, right? <laughs> so for me, my values and what I want to accomplish or be, you know, my life to be like is like, I want a happy family, right? We want to be enjoying each other's company. We want it to be peaceful. I need to meet my family's physical needs because we're a mom, you know, we need to meet their emotional needs and that takes time and space and we have to be present. The next thing is really having a successful business. So it's my business bringing in the income it needs to meet our financial goals. Also, is it bringing me personal fulfillment? I know for me, that's a huge part of why I do what I do because I'm I'm just obsessed with it. I I love it, right? And so I want to keep having that business be successful. And then finally, am I satisfied with myself? Do I like who I am, how I react? Am I happy with how my day felt? You know, do I feel happy, healthy, and strong? And do I feel connected with those I love? So for me, that's kind of my values. And so that keeps the reason why I outsource kind of like, okay, I can do this because those are what I'm accomplishing by outsourcing. When you do set goals, so the next step is really prioritizing your goals, right? Having a baby, launching a business, getting a puppy, training for a marathon, you know, that would be a lot to do all at the same time, right? Sometimes we do things like I know Jess is like moving and she has a little baby, but maybe this is not the time for Jess to get a brand new puppy and just throwing it out there. right? It's a lot of work, but surprisingly, sometimes we do that. We're like, you know, not all experiences have to happen at the same time, right? You're determining your own deadline. So when you're setting your business goals, do you need to have a million dollar company next year? Or are you going to set goals for five years? And maybe it does slow down your pace because you have kids a little bit and that's okay. Make it realistic to fit your lifestyle. You really want to set yourself up for success when you do your goals. And really all significant goals take significant time to achieve. And sometimes before we actually launch into a goal, we don't realize how long that's going to take. So give yourself some grace in that area and prioritize the goals you want to hit and realize you have time to accomplish things, right? We don't have to do it all today. And then again, take a deep breath. I need to do that right now, right? (laughs) And then finally, developing a routine. So having a routine is ultimately time blocking. You don't have to think about. And I would say get strict about it. Like I want the same rhythm. I don't want to think about what I need to do next. And that's what a routine can really do for you. So here's one example is like, no, I don't do lunch dates. Like I have girlfriends, you know, kids are in school. Let's go to lunch. No, that's not an option for me because when my kids are in school, that's when I'm working. However, I can get a sitter and I will do dinner with you. And actually, I'm doing that after I get off of this podcast, (laughs) dinner with girlfriends. And, you know, a bonus is I get a break from the bedtime routine because we know that's brutal, right? Ugh, sometimes just want a break. I don't want to do the bedtime routine. So another important routine is like dinner time, like really setting a set 
time. You know, if I need to make dinner, it has to start at five. My kids will just be ravenous. And if I keep doing emails longer, I'm kind of screwed. They're just going to eat everything out of the pantry. So that's not possible. So knowing that at five o'clock, work has to stop. I have to make dinner. It's just my routine, right? So it kind of sets boundaries within your day. So that way you don't have to think about what you're doing next. This is the time I start dinner. Done. This is the time I start work done, right? We develop those habits. Of course, like leftovers are awesome, right? Because then you can work a little longer and get maybe that last email out. (laughs) So ultimately, the beauty of outsourcing is that when I am taking care of what I value most, my responsibilities, which have now become someone else's responsibilities, are being checked off my list. I can focus on maintaining my values and reaching my goals because I have the time and space to work towards them. Like for an example, like if I'm going to get a workout in the morning, at the same time, I have my au pairs cleaning up after breakfast, which is awesome. And I'm doing the dishwasher. Yay. And then my move team is loading for the day's vacant stage, right? All that's happening at the same time. I'm not doing all those things, right? Well, I design a room and source all the pieces for a client. You know, my house is being cleaned. And my stage team is executing consultations. So again, all those things are happening versus me doing all of them. All right, the nitty gritty. So basic areas to start outsourcing. Obvious stuff, right? The big three that we're dealing with as parents really just like because there's a basic adulting and then you add kids on there. So food obviously is probably one of the big things. Housework is a big thing. And then kids. Okay, food. I'm going to give you a system that I don't know if you're up for it, but if you are, it'll like revolutionize your life. It saved me for the past seven years. So what I did for meal planning, I'm a spreadsheet nerd. I'm like live on Google Sheets. It's obnoxious, but I love them. So this is how I do it is write a list of all of your recipes you like to make, divide them up into threes. So each week has three recipes and then create a sheet that each tab has those three recipes. So three recipes per week, you know, you have leftovers, maybe you got to dinner. I found that it's a great way to just not waste food, have enough meals. It works really well. I've been doing it for seven years now, this spreadsheet. And then write out your grocery shopping list for those recipes. So it's a haul, right? It's a system that takes some work to set up. But then going forward, like I said, I've been doing it for seven years. I basically can grocery shop in 15 minutes. And when I say that, it's because I go to Instacart. So if you're going to the grocery store, stop it. (laughs) Who has time to go to the grocery store? But no, Instacart, if you don't do it, it's awesome. We do Sprouts and Costco. Yes, Costco delivers. So you don't have to like show up at Costco and realize you have a car full of staging equipment and then you can't put all your toilet paper in, right? So anyway, Instacart's awesome. And so I will do this. I do it every Monday morning. I do my Instacart and then use my meal planning spreadsheet to order all my groceries. So that's a little system if you find that helpful. We also, since it gets delivered, you know, having someone to receive your groceries and wash and put them away, that's something that our au pair does but also a cleaning person can do that. You know, when you're hiring someone like a sitter or a cleaning person, care.com is a great resource for that. Sometimes they do more than just one thing, right? Don't hire a sitter that leaves all the dishes for you. Hire a sitter that puts in the dishwasher and helps out, right? That's our food system. Okay, the next one, housework. You know, having a house cleaner, even if it's just once a month where you don't have to do you know, house just is maintained, right? Get somebody in there. You know, you can be making money, spending time on other things or spending time with your family rather than cleaning your toilets. It does help with laundry to have someone who actually folds that. It'll save like this weekend, I had someone doing our laundry, so I didn't have to. And I was able to spend four hours on a design client where I get paid a lot more than what I paid my cleaner, right? Or laundry person. You know, you can get help with daily pickups. So morning dishes, right? Coming home, emptying the dishwasher, things like that. You know, if you have a husband that's around that can do stuff, that's great. But since we don't, we're using a pair for that. So housework. And the final area is kids, right? So obviously there's so many options with kids. We have daycare, there's before and after programs, part-time nannies, sitters, right? 
get something lined up. Like Jess was saying, she stacks her babysitters. And I think that's a really great idea. I normally bring our kids to school, my older daughter's school. She's done it to 30, which is just murder to my work day. So having our au pair walk to go pick up our daughter, bring her home. And then I pick up our other one. Really just the extra hour just it makes a huge difference. You know, if you have older kids, I think having someone help with the drive around because that's what gets brutal later from what I've heard. Also, when you are looking at your school schedule and your holidays, get those plugged into your calendar right away when you have them. Actually, one school of mine syncs with my Google Calendar. How awesome is that? I wish they all were like that. But plan ahead. Line up your sitters for those holidays or those weird teacher conference days out of nowhere, right? Have something in place so that you don't just get stranded because it seems like that's when it always gets busy. I don't know. I feel like the day they're going to be off school randomly, they're busy. Or do you have a backup plan right now because of COVID? You do have people that you could call on to get help when the kids are out of school. And then, you know, other areas that have a lot of things that they just are always, kids are always eating, right? And making messes and you have to clean up after them and tagging lunches. So you can get help with those things and then getting ready for activities. Like we have gymnastics on Mondays. So we have someone with my preschool daughter on Mondays. She also comes and sits on my lap through my bookkeeping meeting that day. So it's great. But then when it's time for gymnastics, having someone on long enough to get them completely ready for the activity, right? I will finish something with work and run out the door and I want them ready and I hop in the car and take the gymnastics, right? So utilizing people a little extra that maybe you're currently thinking of can really help you get that extra 30 minutes in or like send out that extra email so you don't have to do it after the kids are asleep and you're not getting asleep. So, so ultimately, I guess I hope some of these things were just tips that maybe you could help you outsource some of your home life to make it easier for you to juggle all of the things because all of the things are real and they're tiring. So hopefully that all helped and you got this mama and daddy if you're on here. (laughs) So there we go. That was fantastic. I love all the strategy, especially with meal planning. We don't talk about this, you know, like even as a single person, I can probably benefit from that too, actually. I'll share my spreadsheet with you. I can send it to you. <laughs> I sent oh, good. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, Jen is asking, Alicia, I really appreciate your tips and my kids are grown. So thank you. And how long have you been in business? Oh yeah. We've been in business for three years. I guess that's the answer to the question. <laughs> and then someone is asking, can you recommend any au pair companies? Yeah. So we currently go through a pair in America. And part of that is because I know the coordinator that's in our area. Another big company is Au pair care. So our neighbor actually has an au pair next door. So it's great because they both speak Spanish <laughs> and they hang out. We play dates. And so I know that's another really large company that is good. And the au pair program, if you're interested in it, it's really affordable compared to like a full time nanny. Cost is actually cheaper than when we had a part time nanny. And it's really cost effective because you're also, you know, you have to have a room in your house and a bathroom for your, I think just a room, but we have a room and a bathroom kind of down in our basement area. That's just her own space. So that's the only criteria you need to have in your house. We love it. Plus it's kind of fun. You learn about different cultures. Your kids are exposed to different cultures. We've had a Thai au pair before and another au pair from Colombia, and they get to learn different languages and stuff. So it's, it's really fun. It's kind of a cool experience. And they're really flexible. Like you get to control that schedule for the week and you can have them work up to 45 hours a week. I probably use mine about 30, 30 to 35. So that's a good tip. And then Jess is asking, Jess, I have small children as well with juggling your small kids and building your business. How do you handle normal everyday items that need to get handled like your own landscaping? That's funny. <laughs> I feel like at least you should just fly to Boston, like just come move and be my life coach for a little bit. <laughs> no one mows my lawn. My yard's mess. It doesn't get mowed. I do not meal plan either. And I think, you know, I'm in a season of life right now where I'm telling you what it's like running a business with, you know, while like growing a family, but 
I'm just not quite there yet. I left a job where I was making money to start a business where like takes a little while to ramp up. So I'm not really outsourcing very much at all. To be honest, I look forward to the day when I start to do that. But right now I'm kind of like really just investing in like the business and bringing people on board to help scale with that. When I had my daughter, I remember one of the nurses, like she told me, listen, like it's okay if you're not making pancakes for breakfast in the morning. If you're eating like frozen waffles for dinner, like that is okay. So I think one day maybe I'll have it figured out a little bit more, but yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of it myself. I think, you know, my husband, he doesn't travel for work. In fact, like he works from home. And since he's been working from home through the pandemic, I'm kind of like, what the hell? He works like part-time. Like he doesn't work 40 hours a week. So like Mondays and Fridays, he pitches in a lot. So that's kind of where I'm at. Maybe next year I'll outsource a little bit more. It actually sounds nice to be able to do some yoga while my team is packing. I'm kind of in the weeds right now. <laughs> and Cardi's asking, how did you get started with your business with young kids? Do both of you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I started when my son was one. And I shared a nanny with a woman in my neighborhood at the time, just to kind of like, you know, have some childcare. You can't take a child that's walking to a job site. Like you get nothing done and it would be kind of dangerous. I just, you know, I kind of made it work like nighttime and, you know, when you napped and then, you know, when I had my baby in June of this year, I don't know. You just make space to do it all. I think when you're doing something that you love and it challenges you in a good way, it doesn't necessarily feel like work. It feels a little bit more just like, here's what I absolutely need to do today. Here's what I really, really, really want to get to. And then here's everything else. And then just take it one day at a time. Alicia, I think this comment, actually, you might be able to talk about it because for the stager who's asking in the comment, everything is standstill because her kid just started walking. And your kid is a little bit older. So maybe you can talk about that process as well. Well, so what I did, I was pregnant and sick all the time. And that's when I did Cindy's class. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, good. I don't feel like standing up anyway. I might as well just work on this course. And you're not sleeping a lot when you're pregnant. So you might as well just do it in the middle of the night. So that's how that started. And then I had... That was my second when I was pregnant with my second. So I had launched my business when my youngest was eight months. And my older one was three years. And so when you're starting, obviously you're building and growing things. And so it's kind of intense, right? The beginning is it's another newborn. I mean, it's basically I look at it right now, like I have a three-year-old bit for a business. Like, thank God I don't have to change his diapers anymore, but she's still throwing tantrums. Like that's my business where she's at right now, right? And so that newborn phase with your business is kind of intense and brutal. And you're just trying... And yet you're also hyped. Like you're also have so much energy because it's exciting and new. You know, you get new clients. It's thrilling. Like you kind of run on less sleep. I mean, it's, it's kind of a fun stage. So launching it, I mean, sometimes you just got to go for it, right? It's like being unrealistic and going for it. That's part of being an entrepreneur where you're just like throwing yourself off of a cliff. <laughs> and then there's the other side of it is like, I can only maintain that level of intensity for so long. At some point, you're crucial to your business. If you burn out, your business is going to fail. You're the source of everything for that business until you really get your business pretty much operational beyond you, right? So you're kind of operating more like a CEO. Anyway, that's another talk. But like, ultimately, it's like, yes, it's launching a business when your kids are tiny is kind of insane. It just is. And then, you know, that's where I started just like, okay, how can I outsource in business? How can I outsource at home more to make this possible? And then, you know, within your business, I think Jess mentioned this too, is having people, you know, the people that I have working for me are all in different stages, right? So I have one that has kids that are grown and she's actually a grandma. So her availability isn't dictated by the school schedule that I'm on and that one of my other team members was on. And then I have one without kids and another actually two without kids. And then one on maternity leave. So... You know, it's good to have diversity in your hiring. You don't want everyone to be at the same stage of life, really. Yeah, I think that's really important. And then Jen is asking, have you hired a biz coach or taken any classes for business owners? 
I read an obnoxious amount, like probably all the time. So I feel like a lot of that comes from reading, but I took obviously Cindy's class and then Cindy gave me a coaching session because I won best business plan. (laughs) And that was awesome because she encouraged me to launch the design part of my business, which, because I was kept saying no to everybody. So that's been actually a really good source of our, our income or revenue. Oh, I should share this resource. I love this company. It's called Alibi. It's A l l o b e e dot com. So she's a female founder. So she's great, the owner. And they basically have outsourcing. So a lot of free, it's a great source for outsourcing. That's how I found my bookkeeper. I am currently working with a strategy and growth coach through them because I was getting to that point. Really where I'm at in my business right now is I'm personally maxed. I can't take on, like we aren't, marketing and we're not advertising at all or doing any sales. We had all our stuff out in October, which is great, but I needed someone to help me with some of those details. So yeah, I say absolutely get a coach. Cindy's awesome. Sometimes it's just nice to have somebody who can look at what's going on in your business from like a bird's eye view and kind of help make decisions easier for you. Sometimes I just need someone to say, oh, that idea is not completely idiotic. Oh, good. Okay. I'll do it. Right. <laughs> or sometimes I'm, because sometimes we're just making it up. Like, Hey, I have this great business plan. I'm going to do this. I just needed someone to say, Oh no, your numbers work. That's a great plan. Okay, good. Let's go for it. So that's what a coach can do for you. That's amazing. It's really amazing. Actually, you see how much you've grown since we worked together on your first course. So it's really nice to see how your business has expanded and how far you've come. And I really appreciate both Jess and Alicia. Both of you are working moms. Both of your kids have made appearances tonight. And thank you for powering through it. Because I know having a family means you're taking time away when you're working. So we really appreciate you being here and then sharing so openly with your strategies and just be very honest about what it's like to be a working mom. So I'm very grateful for both of you for being here and thank you guys so much. Thank you, Cindy. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes. You can share the show on social media or you can donate to support the maintaining costs for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemore.com slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging. Happy staging.